At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir here on another rainy Thursday afternoon. Grayson, how are we? You know, Zach, I'm really well. With all the uncertainty and all the chaos that's going on in the world, there's one thing for certain that you can rely on week in and week out, and that is every Tuesday and Thursday, myself and you will be here talking about all things recruiting in relation to Ole Miss. It's, I'm trying to think of some kind of metaphor, but I, I'm just drawing a blank. I'm still on a high from bowling a 171 last night. Can you hear me? Probably been two years and uh, actually tied for the high score. Um, <laughs> we, we were finishing up, so I guess it's by the hour or it's, it's time allotted. It's not games. And I bowled a strike in the 10th frame, got another one, got us, you know, close it with a spare. The other guy was up to bowl because we were basically neck and neck. And then he let me go first. And then as he was preparing to bowl, uh, the lights went off. And so everybody starts laughing. And then, uh, so this guy's not having it. And he is like, no. So he runs over to the desk and it's like, I got one more frame. <laughs> and it's for the, and it's for the game and they let him bowl. Um, and I can't remember that. I think he might've hit five or six pins down. Uh, and we both tie with a 171. So felt good. Poetic justice. Felt good to get back out there and roll the pill out there and knock down some of the, some of the pins. This place was pretty sick. They had uh, all the bowling balls looked like giant, like pool table balls. No, oh, that is cool. Um, but enough about bowling. Enough about bowling. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, we did. Um, we just have a knack for speaking things in, into existence, Grayson. Um, Tuesday, we, we talked a good bit about Kari Coleman, the TCU defensive end. Um, he committed yesterday to Ole Miss, announced it via Twitter. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we, we don't know which, which Twitter account or, uh, actually announced it. I think it might have been Instagram. That officially announced it, but he's got two Twitter accounts right now. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the uh, the humor of that and the uh, joys of dealing with uh, being in um, Twitter limbo. But um, nevertheless, Kari Coleman, 6'2", 224-pound defensive lineman from New Orleans. LSU was never really in the picture. Um, I don't know if it was that Coleman did not want to go there or there was no interest from Brian Kelly, or maybe both, not sure. Um, 
but it was believed to be between Ole Miss and Texas um, because of the connection with Gary Patterson. He chooses Ole Miss. Uh, Randall Joyner, huge part of this recruitment here, um, continues his run of just an impressive recruiting coup for, for 2022 as Coleman is you know included in this transfer portal class that is probably the best in the country now, without a doubt, with what they've added. Um, but uh, talked a good bit about him, and uh, I'll tease it here. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up to you. Nice big softball. How big of an impact is it going to be for Ole Miss to add both 2020 Big 12 co-defensive freshman of the year? Because they got Kari Coleman and they got Ashim Young, so they got both of them. How big of an impact do you think that's going to make in 2022? I think that's going to be a huge impact. I mean, I, I think anyone who thinks otherwise would be ridiculous to say that because, I mean, you have two of the best players in the conference in their first year with their school coming now to play defense in the SEC. That's huge. Now, obviously, you can say that, oh, the Big 12 doesn't play defense. Yeah, but the best player in the worst conference is still good comparatively. And it's not even like the Big 12 is the worst conference. So having the two of them step in, immediately plug into a defense that had to rebuild some, that needed those big impact players to step in right away and fill those voids. Both of those guys do that. And, and for me, Coleman, and we said this, I mean, we've been talking about Coleman, what, for two, three weeks now? And we've said this before, but he's kind of got that Marquise Haynes um, size mm-hmm. and skill set to him. And so having a player like Coleman, like Marquise Haynes, just provides a different look. You know, you get your stereotypical big guys, you get your stereotypical run, edge rushers, you get the Sam Williams types, you get the Jared Ivey types. And Coleman's just a fast, quick, low to the ground, great center of gravity, always finds a way, even when going up against bigger offensive tackles on the edge, he doesn't get thrown around. He always stays on his feet, keeps centered, and rarely gets put to the turf. So having a guy like him, to now throw into the mix is, is absolutely massive. Well, we talked about the massive hole that is on one side of the defensive line with Sam Williams leaving for the NFL draft. Uh, just an all, I mean, an all American season. I mean, we talked about it offline. We, we might've talked about it on the show, but I mean, you put his numbers up against a guy like Aiden Hutchison and he was right there with him. Um, playing all year, creating habit, getting home at the quarterback, um, came up big in big games. Um, that guy leaving is something that is just really hard to replace. I don't care how good you recruit. I don't care how good you, you know, aim in the portal. I mean, Sam Williams was a very, very talented defensive end that almost hasn't had the likes of that since probably Marquise Haynes. Um, and and this isn't – I'm not saying it. I don't think you're saying it either. I don't think anybody's saying it. We're not saying that Kari Coleman is going to come in and be as good as Sam Williams. But all due respect to Sam Williams, Cedric Johnson on the other side had a pretty solid year. He had six and a half sacks. He was overshadowed by Sam Williams for good reason because Sam had an All-American year. But getting someone like Kari Coleman, getting someone like Jared Ivey, continuing to see the progress of JUCO defensive linemen – um, in their second year, so Jamon Gordon, um, Isaiah Iton, those guys in their second year, they know the system. They've been in the weight room, you know, another offseason. 
it's incredibly difficult for guys to go from junior college to the SEC and be good day one. It's just, it's hard. Not many do it. Um, so you've got those two guys. You've got um, true sophomore, um, like Taiwan Ballone, Talik Robbins. Um, it, it, there, there are a lot of pieces there for Randall Joyner to, you know, I wouldn't say not skip a beat because of how good Sam Williams was. They have a legitimate shot to have a very deep, and talented and versatile defensive line um, that I think is going to continue to get better as the year goes on, just more reps, uh, more experience. And then, you know, adding someone like Kari Coleman, who's played two seasons in, in power five football, Jared Ivy was very good at Georgia tech. Um, so this is, it's, it's just another fantastic addition to, like I said, the number one transfer portal class in the country. And I love the way he fits with the needs for Ole Miss, you know, getting a guy like Jared Ivy at six six two seventy five or whatever he is, is is big. And putting another Jared Ivy on the other side of him, you're not going to complain about that, right? But having two six six two seventy five defensive ends doesn't make all that much sense when it all shakes out. So you put Jared Ivy on the strong side, have him going with the ball, and then you have a guy like Coleman who's a little smaller a little faster. Like I said, that low center of gravity always stays on his feet when he comes off the edge, they're going to punch him. And then if they're, he's on that weak side, they're going to push to the other side. So they're going to move the ball away from Coleman in a lot of instances and having him coming around that edge and hopefully beat those kind of bigger offensive linemen who are trying to get that initial punch on him and having Coleman work around that edge is a great one, two punch. I think it's a really unique get. Because, yes, he is incredibly talented on his own. Um, and so just adding Coleman by himself would have been nice. But to package him with a guy like Jared Ivey is just a chef's kiss of talent and evaluating and credit to this staff for knowing exactly what they needed to put alongside a guy like Jared Ivey, who I've talked about before. I'm incredibly high on Jared Ivey. I think he's going to do big things. I think he's going to blossom into a Sam Williams-esque player. They are inherently different in the way that they play, but they have that similar size and stature. I think Ivy's going to do huge things, and having Coleman come in and compliment him is just a perfect fit. I mean, it, talent aside, the fit it is truly what Ole Miss needed in that edge rusher position on the weak side alongside Ivy. So I could not be more thrilled if I was an Ole Miss fan, which I am, about this get, because I think it's going to make a huge impact. And like you said, um, I think they're going to mesh as the season goes on. And, and once the two of them kind of coordinate how their attacks are different but work the same, uh, it's going to be really dangerous to stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I'm going to echo what you said because you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, the fit is, is perfect because – you have a said Johnson who is probably more than likely going to add some, some strength to the package, probably add a little bit of weight, just getting bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and then you get a guy like Ivy, who's, you know, every bit as big as Sam Williams. And then now you throw in a, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him undersized. I would just say a little bit, a little bit more of a hybrid weak side defensive end outside linebacker brings yes. a ton of speed, ton of speed. So you, you've got two guys that can beat you with, with, uh, with, with the power, with the bull rush, 
um, can beat you on the interior. Uh, and then, man, you just rotate in someone like Kari Coleman to just really get after an outside shoulder of the left tackle. And that's trouble. Um, the 2020 season that he had that earned him co-defensive freshman of the year, he was seventh nationally in tackles for loss with 15. Um, and then in 2021, he battled through injuries throughout the year, still had 19 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss and one and a half sacks. Um, so it wasn't nearly as good as that first year, but um, I, I think the, you see the potential, you see the talent and as, as good of a job as Randall Joyner has done coaching up his guys and getting the most out of them. Uh, and, and we've, we've gone this long, we've failed to even talk about Brandon Mack, who's coming off injury that was having a huge camp last year before he got hurt. Coaches are still high on him. They expect him to be in the mix and then some. And then you've got another guy um, that really hasn't stepped up yet or maybe not had the opportunities because he's just young, he's green, he's learning. Uh, Damon Clowney, the guy that they're really high on out of high school, beat out some really good Power 5 programs to sign him. That's another guy. I mean, that's just more linked, more athleticism. I, look, the, I know the defense finished incredibly strong in 2021 after a 2020 season they finished in the 80s in the sp plus rankings if i'm not mistaken um they closed out the year top 40 i believe in 2021 um you lose dj durkin at AM, but chris partridge is still there he knows the system he can pick up where durkin left off um i think they have more than a legitimate shot to be as good or better with the pieces that they've added through the portal and we talk about Ashim young I mean, just a guy that was all over the place for Iowa State. Um, I mean, he, he's he's almost like the perfect – hard to say replacement. It's hard to replace guys with how well they play. But Jake Springer was instrumental for that defense a year ago. And if you bring somebody in like Aishim Young that has a similar skill set, is willing to step up and run support, can cover in space – and um, is a guy that's just a volume tackler. was all over the place um, for the Cyclones. I like that addition as well. I mean, I think it's huge for them. Uh, second team freshman All-American in 2020. Um, I, I just think that uh, just adding another four-star out of high school to your roster, um, there are worse things that you can do in the offseason. So um, – we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk some more Ashim Young, how we think he factors into the secondary. Um, so hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more, 
the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Berry, Grayson Weir here with you. We were talking about Kari Coleman, his impact up front. Uh, let's talk a little Aishim Young as we were mentioning him before we hit the break. I think that this is one of the more underrated pickups that they've, that they've got in the portal this year. Um, 5'10", 201 pound. Uh, he's a redshirt junior. Uh, like we said earlier, co-freshman uh, co defensive player of the year in 2020 when he was at Iowa State. But, I mean, this is a guy that had offers from Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma coming out of high school. Um, you know, he's talked with Jake Thompson over at Ohm Spirit, part of the On3 Network, talks about how this defense is – they're still going to do their thing um, and, and just how excited he is about being a part of an SEC defense. Um, you know, he told um, – Jake, in an interview that he did uh, with him a couple of weeks ago, he said, quote, I think the defense is going to go no matter what um, the players that we've recruited and the players we got now, um, I think we're still going to do our thing. Um, and, you know, I, I think his presence at the second and third level, and I mentioned how much he can help you in run support with how physical he is. Um, you know, I talked to some guys around the, the Iowa State program. They said in his first year, even though he won the co-defensive freshman of the year, um, you know, had, had a little bit of a problem with, uh, with targeting. Um, they said that he addressed that in his second year, was a little more conscious of that, worked on, you know, his approach to hitting people in space and, and trying to avoid those targeting penalties. So there's some maturity there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that this is huge. I think that you bring in a guy like him and Ladarius Tennyson um, to add to that second and third level, that hybrid, you know, nickel corners, you know, strong safety type guy that's going to be very active up front at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. And you talked about kind of replacing a guy like Jacob, Jake Springer and in, in that kind of hybrid defensive back linebacker whatever you want to call that position. It's almost like a rover. It's not quite a nickel. It's a weird thing that Durkin uses. Um, the size-wise, they don't compare exactly. So it's it's not to say that they're the same. But Aishim Young plays at 200, 210. Jake Springer played at 200, 210. So it's that same kind of style of larger 
strong defensive back who can step up and run coverage, like you said. And then I think I mentioned it when we were talking about Coleman, you know, the big 12 is kind of always the butt of the joke. Like, Oh, they don't play defense. They don't play defense. Well, somebody has to make a tackle eventually. Mm -hmm. And I young was that guy at Iowa state. So while Iowa state's defense may not be the most highly touted in the country and the big 12 gives up a lot of points, somebody has to lay the wood at the end of the play or else they're going to score a touchdown in every play. Right. So I young had 55 tackles last year, 50 tackles his first year, both of those years, about 33, 35 of them were solo tackles. So you've got a guy who's just involved in almost every defensive play. He's there making plays, stepping up, running around like a banshee at 200 pounds, just laying huge hits. And I think he's a very valuable piece of this defense that will not be talked about and or talked about as much as it should leading up to the season rather. Um, and I think what's interesting to me is that on paper, if you were to look at the talent from last year's defense and the talent from this year's defense and just strictly look at it on paper, don't consider the fact that Durkin was there last year, Partridge is here now, the scheme might change a little bit, there's some turnover, whatever, you got to find your fit. But if you're looking just on paper, I think this year's defense is better than last year's defense. And now it will be interesting to see whether that plays out on the field. But I think this defense from top to bottom is deeper, stronger, faster, and just overall better than the defense was even a year ago. And that's, that's pretty promising for a first-year defensive coordinator really calling the plays by himself in Partridge. This is his first year doing that. So having guys who have played already and know what they're doing and just now have to transition throughout the spring and summer into a new system, that's going to be crucial. And Aishim Young is going to be a big part of that. Being a leader, being a veteran, knowing what it's like to play every snap of every single game. And something I liked about Ole Miss's defense last year, and, and even in Durkin and, and Partridge's first year, but more so last year, is that there was always 11 hats to the ball. So on every single play, the entire defense was was getting to the ball and making sure to finish that play. I'm Sheen Young is that type of guy. And him and, and, and Otis Reese are going to be really integral in always being a part of every play and just being a pest and laying big hits and causing problems for opposing offenses. So I think Young's impact is going to be absolutely huge this year. And someone who, yeah, we could talk about Jared Ivey. Yeah, we could talk about Kari Coleman. We could talk about Brandon Mack. We could talk about perhaps the development of Demon Clowney. Um, Aishim Young is someone that that's going to be an immediate guy in Oxford who will be not necessarily the star of that defense because it's oftentimes a guy like Jacob, Jake Springer, Aishim Young don't get the credit that they deserve, but he will be the guy that's there on every single play, lowering his shoulder legally, avoiding targeting and putting guys into the turf, which will be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and last thing here on, on these pickups in the, in the portal before we move on, I think the one thing that is, is kind of lost on some people, because people get caught up in, in the names, the ratings, who offered them, where they played, and for good reason. But I think the biggest key 
for this year's portal class that's in my opinion the number one class in the country is it, it's a there are a lot of guys they picked up that have multiple years of eligibility right the, i mean they're, they're not they're, they're not one and dones they're, they're not graduates that are coming to play you know one year pit stop before they go pro I mean, these are guys that have multiple years of eligibility remaining. So, um, and, and I do think the other targets they're looking at to round out this class later in the spring and in the summer heading into the fall are going to be very similar to where it is going to be guys that have two, sometimes three years of eligibility left. That's huge when you're trying to build up that quality depth to compete in the SEC West because you're not having to do this now they're going to hit the portal every single cycle, but it's not a, okay, we have to, we can't miss at this position because this guy is going to be here in 2022, but he's gone after that. Now they have, they have these guys for multiple years. I think that that's something that is, is huge for what Kiffin and the staff have been able to do in the portal. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more because like you said, turnover year in and year out is difficult and being able to to maybe take a deep breath and say okay we don't need a defensive lineman next year allows you to go fill another void in the meantime and then come back to your defensive lineman need the next year so you're not recruiting the same position every single year you're able to branch out and kind of piece together piece by piece to find that perfect roster that encompasses top to bottom on offense and defense players both that you have developed internally and have brought in from outside mm-hmm. sources. So I agree with you there completely. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a, uh, a little fun rivalry recruiting showcase deal that, uh, that was, uh, w- was kind of funny to see on Twitter last night. And then we'll also keep uh, the theme going with the, uh, the online forum that we know and love and uh, talk a little bit about dealing with uh, <laughs> potential uh, hacks, potential suspensions uh, with uh, twitter.com. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options, and they're monitoring 24 7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901 754 6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. 
Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And we are back here on Not Committed. Final segment here. Zach Berry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, I'm going to throw it to you here. You, uh, you threw this to me last night. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Chris Benini of, uh, I believe, The Athletic right. uh, post, posted this uh, graphic of uh, some competing camps, showcases in the state of Texas. But uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, lay this out for the folks that are listening. But this is, uh, this is pretty funny. So last year, we are coming off the COVID and all the, the recruiting pause, if you will, where there were no in-person camps, there were no in-person visits, all that stuff. And so right after all those regulations came to a close and everything was back to normal, SMU um, held the first recruiting mega camp. So this is not something that's done really ever uh, prior to last year. On occasion, you might get a couple camps hosted by a college where there's two or three or four schools in attendance. It might be a junior college thing. It might be whatever it might be. It just wasn't a thing. There weren't these mega camps until last year when SMU and head coach Sonny Dykes, who was at SMU last year, hosted the their first ever like mega camp. And so they had recruits from all across the country were invited down to Texas, uh, down to SMU to take part in a showcase for anyone eligible grades nine through 12. Because of the rules, it has to be open to everybody. 
And so it was. And so anyone can go down there. There are a lot of big high profile names that went to this camp and a lot of schools. So that was last year when Sonny Dykes was the head coach at SMU. Sonny Dykes is now the head coach at TCU. And he has decided he is doing the camp again this year and will rebrand it as the DFW Showcase, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And it will be held on June 4th and June 5th. And the reason that this caught my eye is because Ole Miss will be there amongst a bunch of other schools, uh, Air Force, Utah, USC, Auburn, Mississippi State will be there, La Tech, all the way down to like Sam Houston and the University of Incarnate Ward. So there's going to be a lot of schools in attendance to watch these guys. Meanwhile, SMU, who no longer has Sonny Dykes as head coach, is holding it again with their new head coach, Rhett Lastly, and calling it the second annual Dallas Showcase. And Ole Miss will also be at that camp. There will be less schools at SMU's camp than there will TCU, but Ole Miss, Texas, Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, Kansas. So things are getting petty down there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area between TCU and SMU, where Sonny Dykes held his first camp last year, takes it to a new school, and now SMU is holding it with their new head coach on the same days. They have overlap, which makes it hilarious. June 4th and June 5th, the Dallas-Fort Worth or DFW Showcase will be held at TCU. And on June 3rd and June 4th, the Dallas, the second annual Dallas Showcase will be held at SMU. So you've got these two in-state rivals, I guess you can call them rivals, now that they're rivals because Sonny Dykes left one for the other, going up against each other, having big recruiting showcase camps, mega camps on the same days. It's really funny. And Ole Miss will be at both, which is awesome because now we get to go check out some top profile recruits there in Texas, but it's pretty hilarious that they, these two schools are now having a mega camp off on the same weekend. Um, I would imagine TCU having more schools there will have more recruits and the bigger names there. Um, but pretty funny that they're, they're holding the same camp at the same time down there in Texas. Camp wars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's hilariously petty, but just it, it's also pretty funny uh, to see <laughs> just, you know, okay, you're going to do your camp. Well, gonna, we're going to do our camp. It's going to be the same thing. We're just going to change the name. Um, exactly. I mean, just, just hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's, if anything, it's just a great opportunity for coaches to show up and to uh, see recruits have uh, the chance to show what they can do in front of coaches and uh, analysts and assistants. So I think it's great, um, regardless of adults throwing a fit uh, by doing a camp war thing. Um, I think it's funny. Uh, that I'm they're... curious to see. Uh, it is funny. It's hilarious. But I'm just curious to see if, like, these two doing what they are doing because the first, like I said, this was not a thing before COVID. You would occasionally get the small school. You would get JUCOs hosting showcases. You wouldn't really get big Power 5 programs or Group of 5 programs with big names like SMU. And I'm curious to see if these mega camps become a thing um, around the country or if this will just continue to be a petty camp war. Yeah, I hope they do this every year. 
And Me I hope too. the names get even more similar until eventually they're just the same name. <laughs> and they just in the same at, place. Yeah, just at the same place, just like right on the same field. Like they have it roped off to where one camp is 50 yards this way, the other is <laughs> 50 yards the other way. So um all right, last thing here before we close up. Um we 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 teased it a little in the first segment about Kari Coleman and he had different Twitter accounts and he announced it on Instagram, but he's got two different Twitter accounts and the, the, the rumor is that one is, is potentially hacked or he could just be doing a rebrand and starting a new one. I don't know. Um, you and I have both had run-ins with Twitter and accounts being suspended for silly reasons, but um, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'd have to ask Kari Coleman if, this is a rebrand or if one got hacked or he's moving on from the other, I don't know. But um, I, I thought it was hilarious that there were two different Twitter accounts and people didn't know which one was which. Yeah. I texted you. Cause I got, I saw the commitment come across my feed and I saw within like two minutes of it being posted um, from Kari's new account. And so I texted you thinking that it was spam because I looked at it and there was really no followers to it. Um, there wasn't any like deep, or depth to his previous tweets he hadn't posted anything about his recruitment it didn't look like it was a high school like something he'd had since high school so i texted you wtf did somebody make a fake kari coleman account um and so you know being the big brain that you are you just went and checked instagram and saw that it was actually a, tr a real commitment but in the world of social media i mean we've seen it with the arch manning somebody's some grown man is out there pretending to be arch banning on Twitter. So I thought maybe somebody was out there uh, messing with us with Kari Coleman, um, creating a fake account and getting all Ole Miss fans hyped up for him then to maybe commit elsewhere. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was, it was actually Kari Coleman. And so now I'm curious to know why the switch, what happened, because it wasn't, and we talked about this before we hopped on, it wasn't like Kari Coleman hadn't tweeted from his verified official account in a long time he tweeted from it like a couple weeks ago if not even last week and then now he's announcing his commitment on a completely different account i don't know it confused me but you're smart and you thought to check instagram right away and and there you go we landed him it's just elite journalism that you only get at farley hall exactly exactly you wouldn't have that those skill sets if we hadn't been in there in the trenches of farley Integrated communications there, integrated marketing there. That's just, that's, that's, you know, street Twitter smarts and, and street Instagram smarts there. Because um, we all know that, that Twitter runs the world. That's where you get everything. Um, speaking of Twitter, we, we, as we close the show here, um, I would say if you have to give out some, uh, some advice for Twitter, I would say, um, <laughs> don't ever do anything to compromise your account because getting it back is incredibly difficult because I don't think any real people actually work at Twitter. Um, when I had my account previously suspended for a snafu with a birth date to where they were like, you are not old enough to operate a Twitter account. I could not get a real person on the phone. It was all automated. It was all via email, online portals. It was insane. And it was basically just in purgatory. Uh, I was I was Matthew McConaughey behind the book, the bookcase um, in Interstellar. 
for like four days. It was wild. Um, that's my advice. I know that you've got some, some keen advice to hand out. Yeah. My big thing is use a burner. But when I say that, I don't mean be one of those weirdos. That's like, you know, uh, my, my favorite one that I get in my mentions a lot is he's a Mississippi state fan. Of course, I'm pissed dog 69. Yeah, um, pissed dog 69 is always up in my mentions. Don't be him. When I say use a burner, I mean, don't post any video music, anything you don't own that could potentially get you down the road. Cause I got popped back in, in May of last year for a video I posted as a sophomore in college. So that would have been 2016 mm. and I didn't own the song and boom, my account was suspended for copyright violation. So I went, Oh my God, what the heck? And I had the same experience as you. It took me, I didn't get my account back until late August. Um, I had to work the back channels of somebody I knew who worked at Twitter, who knew a guy, who knew a guy, who knew a guy. And eventually I got to the right person and, and he said, Hey, you know, you'll be back in 24 hours. But my, my big advice is, is do not post anything that you do not own because somebody somewhere, the algorithm is out for you. And so they're going to find you. So if that means you have to create a fake account or create a second account like Kari, do it. It's worth it because purgatory, Twitter jail, is not a fun time. And, and as you said, Twitter runs the world. It's information at our fingertips. So for six months or whatever it was, four months, I didn't have that. I didn't have my feeds. I didn't have Zach Barry telling me all the latest recruits through the Ole Miss Spirit on three network, which you should go sign up for right now. How about that for transition? That, I mean, that's, you can't teach that. Um, it's Farley Hall. That's, that's correct. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I personally wouldn't do it, but yeah, if you want to create a burner and make it, you know, we are the people Rubicon 420 have at it. Um, but yeah, it just, yeah. Isn't there a rule with the length of the song that you use? Isn't, isn't uh, that like a loophole? Yeah. It's like, it depends on where you look and who you look, but it's, that's what got me. The algorithm didn't know that I didn't use, like technically I was within the rights of fair use, but the rights of fair use are very, very vague. And so their algorithm popped me. And next thing you knew, I was in Twitter jail for, for however long, but we're back. Follow me at GSunJW. Follow Zach at Zach underscore Barry. Follow the Ole Miss Spirit on three network at OM Spirit uh, on three. Is that what the yeah. handle is? Yeah, OM, OM Spirit on three. Give us all yeah. a follow. We'll keep you updated on everything and anything that's going on with Ole Miss recruiting. And don't got... post any videos you don't own. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Plenty of coverage of recruiting and other stuff. Uh, Jake Thompson's got a story up about the almost track and field team getting ready for SEC indoor championships. He's got an article on the pitching staff. Um, ben did another interview on Talk of Champions with Caleb Warren talking about taking over as Ole Miss center. Uh, we've got a post up about Nathan Fink, the 2022 commit that we talked about on Tuesday. Um, Ben wrote about 2023 wide receiver Caden Lee, all that and more at OM Spirit, part of on3.com. Go check us out. Like, subscribe, leave a review, sign up for the site. It's 
the amount of information, the amount of content that is generated by myself, by Grayson, by the rest of the folks, Jake, Ben, Chuck, it's, uh, it, it's when you say bang for your buck, it, there's, there's a picture of, of the Owen spirit next to it because lots of stuff going on there. Thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in once again. Thanks to Grayson for joining me as he is on the road. I uh, appreciate him. And as always, thanks to the sponsors that make the show possible. So with that, we will talk to you next week. We out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.